This is An Open Invitation, a podcast where Liana and Shiva discuss the possibilities and permutations of life today. When you are a staff, then you really take on the responsibility and then you realise, oh, this is what I need to do. It's definitely more than a student. There's no one to look after your work. For the first season, we talk to the youths in Singapore. And so we invite you to connect with their stories. Some emotions are just so hard to verbalise. Right? You can't just say, I'm, I'm mad. You can't just say that. We hope that through this, you might understand yourself better and even find that you share similar narratives to those around you. In this episode, we invited Inshira Ismail, a radiant, kind and strong-willed woman who is currently working as a nurse. Inshira describes her experiences working in the healthcare industry and how they have helped her cultivate positive traits like patience and a deeper sense of appreciation for life. Inshira is also unsurprisingly a multi-talented individual. She writes her own songs, produces a podcast, and is able to carry a conversation flawlessly. Today we have a guest who I know from secondary school, and she's like the most outgoing, insane person that I've ever met, and I absolutely love her. So... You want to tell us more about yourself? <laughs> Hi guys. <clears throat> Hello everyone who's listening now. Uh, I'm Shiva's friend. I'm Inshira. And we met each other in uh, Tanjung Katong Girls School. Yeah. Yeah, and we had the craziest time there. And yeah, I mean, like the only memory she has of me is me slapping her face. So I mean, that <laughs> tells you guys something. But yeah, I love her too. Yeah, guys. Yeah. I'm so happy to be today. Uh, to be here today. Oh my god, I started playing English. You're, You're also awesome. happy to be here today. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here today. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe we can start with like talking about how you got into nursing. Just to set the record straight, right? So, I wasn't so sure about nursing. The first time I, I found out about it, I was just like, huh? Really? Me? Nurse? What? Like, you know, I never imagined myself uh, being a nurse. I always thought I would be... You know, either in education or communications. So, I would say, like, my journey to nursing started out like an accident lah. Because, um, I mean, initially, when I when I ended secondary school, um, it seemed promising lah. You know, everybody was like, oh, I think you can get into med school, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think it's just, it was just way too soon. But I was like, oh, like, okay, maybe, maybe I can do this. You know, like, we took triple science together and stuff like that. Wow. And then, <laughs> it, whoa, some truth bombs right there. Then, like, JC happened and it was a struggle lah, for me. Lah. I mean, um, like, I almost retained at the end of J1. And uh, I was fortunate in a sense because, like, Thomas said JC allowed me to take S papers. So, if I hadn't got the chance, I would have retained. I think mm. my only goal at that time was to prevent, like, re- like prevent myself from getting retained, lah, basically. Okay. But looking back, could have not been a very wise decision because a lot of people when they retain they actually did much better and they actually discovered what they really liked. Mm. So, like, I mean, I would say, but somehow that decision led to me like thinking at the end of A-levels like, okay, this is my results. Like, it, was, it wasn't great mm. and I just, I just remembered crying. Aww. So, I mean, right now we are in the season of like university application, right? So, mm. I just want to like, you know, tell you guys whoever is listening, like, it's not the end of the world, guys. Yeah. Like, as long as you guys know what you guys want to do and you guys have the passion like you will still go far in life mm. uh, I just want to say like it's not the end of the world uh, because I feel like sometimes society and schools in general they give a lot of spotlight on like top performing students yeah. and they don't really talk about people who like fall through the cracks and stuff yeah. Yeah. so for me um, actually I didn't even expect to get into a local U like really honestly speaking I was like prepared to like drop everything and go into poly and, and just restart my life 
And then... Can um, I interject right here? Yeah, yeah, sure. sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. No, but... It's I, getting I carried like, away, man. Yeah. yeah. This is not your show, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Out of our place now. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's interesting to talk about that experience in JC because I think it's difficult for a lot of people. Mm. Um, yeah. Maybe you want to... Di- elaborate a little bit about what was difficult about it was it because the studies were oh, difficult oh. but or was it that you weren't interested in studying or the the culture of it like what exactly was difficult um i would say su- studying was quite difficult for me because mm. i felt like it was very frustrating in a sense where like a lot of people you know they can work hard and play hard i mean mm. i was a- around the environment and a lot of people they don't look like they study but they did well like they will always get a or b or c like for those like school-based exams so they always like teachers always try to cheer you up give you a pep talk say like oh okay don't worry like you know this these exams are like harder than the a-level mm. usual stuff so like don't worry if you do badly don't get dejected and stuff but these people just kept doing well and for me like it became a struggle when i realized i couldn't master the subject material in time i was failing consistently and you know like usually people were like oh um you know maybe like they would say something like your uh, prelim results would be better than your promos but it was like the converse for me like it was horrible like it was like can i even make it like would i even do well like yeah. if i took the A's? so for me it was definitely mastering the subject material and i felt like the period of time was also very short yeah yeah like somehow or rather i i knew that i had to make it but mm. i just couldn't and i mean i passed but it wasn't like the good results that you need to like you know go into more mainstream courses in uni mm. like mm. you know most people were in fpss and they were in science and stuff so la it was like that for me la. Mm. Mm. i would say for me in jc um i just remember being very 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 stressed all the time i think mm. every other yeah. month i would take a MC (laughs) (laughs) to study or to (laughs) it was I think I just had a lot of things on my mind and just feel Mm. like like you're not good enough you know like how am I supposed to move on and then I think the class classroom environment made it such that you really get like quote-unquote discriminated if you're not able to Mm. answer questions for example or if you didn't finish your your homework Mm -hmm. and I got so scared all the time (laughs) because I just wanted to do well and I felt like mm. I wasn't doing well. Yeah. But what about Shiva? You also had a different experience. From yeah. Mm. I think for me, it was like the first year was really difficult. It was really difficult. I couldn't catch up with anything. I was like, oh my God, like, am I dub or something? Like, yeah. what's going on? And I got promoted to like the second year but then I was like, mm, no, like I'm not going to go to the second year. Like, I need to redo this because at the end of the day, like, A-levels is about, like, memorization, right? Like, you need to know your stuff. So, I was, like, I'm not prepared to, like, start learning, like, a whole other set of, like, topics and all that. Mm -hmm. So, I retained and then I think it got better from there for me because Mm -hmm. I already had an idea of, like, what I needed to change, Mm -hmm. like, with myself to... Mm -hmm. And also, um, there was another student in my class who also retained. So, we both kind of, like, just did stuff together so we didn't end up in the same position again Mm. and I think like in my second year onwards like the teachers I had better no offense to the first year teachers but they kind of suck damn that shit (laughs) (laughs) are you guys listening right now (laughs) you guys know what school they were from Get them out, get them out. It was like so much better. Like my bio teacher, oh my gosh, she was amazing. She was like so encouraging and like 
suddenly my bio marks went from like like failing to like A. Wow. But do you take H2 or H1? H2. <gasps> Damn, girl. So, <laughs> I was like, oh wow, okay, like I can actually do things amazing. Who knew? <laughs> Oh my god, if I had that kind of pep talk in G2, I don't know, maybe I would have been a different person. Maybe I wouldn't even do this interview like, guys, I made it to med school. Ah! <laughs> I, I don't talk to people like you. Oh, I say, oh damn, girl. No. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, back to what we were saying, like, mm. how did I get into nursing, right? So, um, I was just trying my luck. At one point, you know, people were like, oh, I want to go into law, I want to go into medicine, and they knew what they wanted to do. But mm. for me, it was like, I'm just gonna. This is my results. I'm just gonna try whatever course like fits the IGP. I just remember going to the Zuit calculator and just like punching, punching numbers. Like, can I? Can I make it? Oh, 69. Oh, 70. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe I maybe I have a chance. You know, that thing. So I just tried for NUS nursing, and I tried for I think NTU information and engineering. I think information and. Information Engineering and Media. Sorry, I forgot. And then I tried for Unisim, if I'm not wrong. So it was like very diverse. I think when people had conversations with me, they just like, does this girl even know what she's doing? Like, she's applying for so many things. Like, what? And then, um, and I remember people, people. I think I had, people that had the impression that NUS nursing was like a dumping ground for people who couldn't like qualify for like mainstream courses mm. but I just told myself like you know what I just, I'm just i just gonna give you a shot you know like there's no harm in trying but at that point in time I think like I already almost wanted to give up because like, I might not get in eventually you know so like I told myself like you know what I'm just gonna try if I don't get it it's fine I was actually prepared to go to NIE mm. like uh, to do a teaching diploma like just in case you know and then NUS got back to me and I was like what what is this miracle you know and then, and then they were like um, you know what you're offered a position but we want you to go for an interview you know I, I did hear things like some of my friends got direct admissions I did just I was like uh, it's because like I'm bad maybe I maybe I am lah but like you know like I, you know I should just go for it you know like I would regret not going like you know it's my chance of, of studying into a local you which is my dream like, ultimately and then I went for the interview and I, I don't know why. That day was just horrible. Like I was in a cab and then I had a stomach ache. Like it's like things could go wrong, you know. But I was like, no, 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 no. I got I gotta make sure I come into the interview in one piece, you know. And yeah, they just asked me, like, would you be okay with shift work? You know, and then me being me, like I'm just like, yes, I'm okay. You know, like, the gullible naive me, like, oh yes. But you know, looking back, I'm like, oh my god, what what was I thinking? Like but I mean, it got me there. So mm. I guess that's my journey in nursing. Mm-hmm. That's how I got in. Wow, that's the story. Such a <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I was wondering. Oh my god, why am I talking? Sorry. I was wondering. Also, I was wondering. No, what is mine is functioning. Yeah. I was wondering, like, if you did like, so-called well in JC, would you have gone to a different course, like, more mainstream course, do you think? I might have. Mm. I was considering going into, like, we can we, which is ah. crazy now. Like, if you check the IGP, it's crazy. It's 77. Like, you have to be getting A's and B's, like, at least to get into we can we, you know? Or, like, like, med school. But then, I think, knowing how I am now, I would probably, like, suit more towards, like, communications, like, maybe we can mm. we and stuff. So I would have tried out for yeah, other mm. like media related courses, I would say. Did mm. you so you didn't even like try? I didn't wanna like feel mm. disappointed. I know some people okay. were just like, okay, I'm gonna put my dream course and I'm just gonna put like something that I can, you know, 
qualify for in between mm. and then something less than that. But yeah. I was just like, let's just be realistic, you know. I don't think you can make it. Like, <laughs> just yeah. try nursing for first choice. I think, I mean, I understand. I feel like with NUS, like, what they do also, they they follow like exactly like they have a they have a set rules mm-hmm. set of rules and then they just follow it exactly they don't really mm-hmm. make leeway for people I feel so I understand where you're coming from <laughs> yeah mm. I'm also wondering like um, do you think that like being good at communication has like helped you in like nursing because I do feel like it's a it's a quality right that has to be relevant Mm, I mean, it really depends because for me, one of the big challenges uh, was actually like communication. I mean, language barrier, sorry. It's actually a communication project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the grandparents, they're like, they're talking in like dialects. Mm. You, know, you hear Hokkien, you hear Cantonese and then sometimes they talk in Teochew and then no one can speak Teochew. And then like Mandarin as well. So like, I kind of learned a bit of basic Mandarin here and there. And then, like, um, so what were we saying? Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, yeah, so basically, like, and it's not just that, but, like, you also have to be able to, like, hold your cool when you're being mm. tested. I feel like a lot of people in healthcare, especially, they're just very angry. I mean, I, I think they're frustrated, definitely. I can understand where mm. it's coming from, but they lack the outlet to express it. So, unfortunately, like, nurses become, like, the, like have to face the brunt of that anger sometimes. Yeah. And trying to listen to them and accede to their demands, at the same time, trying to be professional and like not lose your cool, I think that takes a bit of skill, I would say. Mm. And it wouldn't be... I think it's hard for someone to have it if they didn't have prior experience in nursing. So I would say like you kind of learn about it as you go along. Mm. So I would say it helps, but you still have to, you know see how it goes and learn from your different experiences because everyone is different and then sometimes the rudeness can like go into like abuse lah to be honest it yeah. is, that's the dangerous part I feel like you know when they become unnecessarily violent or demanding and rude right and, and there's mm. no like superior or manager to be there mm. like it, it, it makes you susceptible to like abuse vulnerable mm. as well so that that takes some skill I would say mm. yeah. and then maybe talking about the the qualities that you've learned along the journey of becoming a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. What were your impressions about what nurses have in terms of qualities before you went into nursing? To be honest, I just kind of knew that their job wasn't easy, mm-hmm. but I didn't have enough exposure for me to have a perception of how they are. I just felt mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what, they work really hard, mm-hmm. but like, I still don't know what it's all about. Right. Yeah, and I feel like most of the time, some nurses, you know, they just, like, depending on their personalities, you know, they would rather keep it to themselves. I had to, like, talk to my cousins who were in nursing to actually kind of find out their experiences. Mm. And to be honest, like, when I first heard it, I'm like, mm, it can't be that bad, right? Like, you know, like, are you sure? Like, you, you have that kind of doubt. But then, like, I think you only understand once you start and you yeah. experience it on your own. Mm-hmm. So that's when you realise that, okay, maybe it's not that easy after all, you know, like you, there, there are some days where they are good, but like there are some days where like, oh my God, like what is going on? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just like reading a quote, like I think yesterday, it's like people don't leave because of their jobs, because of their managers. Like mm-hmm. it just got me thinking like, okay, actually management, you know, plays a very important role. It in, does. In terms of job yeah. satisfaction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I mean, so far it's been okay, 
But there are just some days where in nursing especially, already with your added workload and stuff, like, if the management is poor, like, you can really feel like no one is listening to you, mm. especially when you're always overworked and understaffed. Mm. Yeah, so I guess that, that plays a part as well. Do you yeah, think, like, the longer say... people stay in nursing, like, the more desensitized they get? <laughs> for sure, for sure. If... <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't want to be so, I would say, mean, I would say, but sometimes you're just like, okay, I, I, uh, alright, I'll, I'll do that for you, you know, like, okay, I, I listen to you then, but at the back, you're just like, oh my god, you're cursing that about in your heart. Oh! <laughs> you're like, no, oh my god, that's so annoying. Two-headed snake. Like, you know, like, as long as you have that outlet, you know, to like, relax or chill out or like, even vent, right, I think, it's yeah. still okay, but it's, I would say like, it's necessary because some people are just way too much, like, really, really like, yeah, yeah. oh my god, yeah. Do you have other people like, um, that you can vent to for sure I mean like you know like similar age colleagues mm. and people who you can trust family members my friends are mostly from nursing as well so I mm. think they understand like the, the things I have to go through yeah so I have them uh, thank god lah I mean <laughs> <laughs> just imagine just yeah, <laughs> yeah. just that talking uh, Maybe you can th- give us an overview about um, the hours you work and also the general scope of your job. Because I think sometimes, like you say, you, you didn't really have a clear idea of what it was like, right? Even though you know it was a lot. Uh, I mean, thankfully, as a student nurse, they actually expose us to different like postings. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty close, but not super close. Like, I would say like, when you are the you're, you're, when you are a staff, then you really take on the responsibility, and then you realize, oh, this is what I need to do. It's mm. definitely more than a student. There's no one to look after your work. So as, as we were students, like most of us, like we had like eight hour, like daily shifts, like, I would say. So in in nursing, uh, we work about eight to nine hours, depending on whether we are given flexi hours. So if we work night shifts we get to like turn up at work like a bit later. Like for instance, like usually our afternoon shift is from 12.30 to 9.30. So that's mm-hmm. about nine hours. But if you work the like a night shift before that, you can come at 1.30. So it's like mm-hmm. eight hours. So it's a bit less, I would say. It's about eight to nine hours. Um, and then like, you know, they always do surveys like, oh, how, how many hours do you work? Like, you know, people are just like, haha. Then the last part is like more than 40. Like usually everybody ticks that part. I'm like more than 40. <laughs> Everybody's just like, People work 40-hour weeks. Like, how is that even possible, right? But, I mean, that's nursing. Lah. Then, um, for job scope-wise, I feel like um, nursing has a lot of branches. Not just, okay, I'm working in an acute setting. I'm working in medical surgical. But people are working in pediatrics. They're working in mental health. They're working in with maternal health as well. And then, like, polyclinic. So, like, like these job scopes differ, like, like, wherever they are. So, for me, like, since I'm in an acute setting, um, there's two, like, roles, I would say, as a nurse. You either do, like, charge work, like, in charge work, or you do junior work. So, uh, for, like, staff nurses and above, they usually do charge, in charge work or junior work. So, like, you take care of the holistic care for the patients. So, you, you know, give medications, you coordinate their care, you talk to the doctors, uh, the allied health professionals, just like, what do they want to do, you know, mm. just make sure that everything goes as planned, you know, mm. all those scans and stuff. Um, and you are like the first person, like, you know, if family members, like, need some updates, they will approach you first. Mm. So, like, it's a lot of responsibility and you are also looking after the junior nurse as well. So, mm. the junior nurse, 
what she does is she does you know vital signs she takes care of like yeah like you know physical like ADLs are activities of daily living so they shower them mm. you know they give them goggles they give them diets their food and then like make sure like they are like the first line to inform the nurses if something is wrong like if, if they have a fever or they their blood pressure is too high or too low they are the first people to know so I would say like they are also important in a sense so depending on whether you are the charge nurse or the junior nurse I mean like that's how your job, job scope differs like, I would say yeah wow that's a lot of work. So we've talked a lot about what nursing exactly is. Mm-hmm. Um, now we want to know about how you interact with your job. <gasps> so it sounds like, of course, there's a lot of frustrations that come with the work. But what do you enjoy about the job? Or you know, how do you feel about getting this job at this point of your life? Do you feel like it's, it's a good place to be at for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that the job, um, opened my eyes to a lot of things. Yeah. I would say I became more grateful because mm. I've seen people in their most vulnerable, their most... I've seen life and death mm. and it just makes me, like, reflect upon my life. Like, what have I done, you know? I mean, my life may not be perfect now, but at least I'm helping these people, you know, get back to their baseline, their their recovery, their health. Um, it has definitely opened my eyes and it has definitely humbled me in a way because, like, you know, you can you can like get sick, you can lose your life anytime, you know, yeah. if it's ordained for you and stuff like that. Um and you know, given the nature of the pandemic, I know a lot of people are just like they want to travel and do this and do that. But I'm grateful because it gave me the opportunity for this job. Like, mm. you know, I I can uh still help people, you know, in this in the midst of the pandemic, um, and still contribute. Um, you know, because I mean, I was part of the COVID container like a few mm. months back. I mean, it's already closed because you know our COVID numbers are low, anyways. Mm. But I was really happy that I was given the opportunity because I mean, I did meet good friends and, uh, previously you know when we were seven years old, we had SARS, right? So mm. like it feels like epic. Like oh, I'm now in COVID. Like wow, <laughs> like like you know like thirteen years back. Uh, I mean thirteen. Uh, wow. 17 years back <laughs> they were like oh SARS was like 17 years back but now I'm at COVID you know that kind of thing um, so like I just I feel very grateful mm. and I mean like some days it's horrible but some days like when people give you thanks and they show appreciation you feel like you feel better you feel happy like yeah. oh like, I'm useful you know like I'm contributing <laughs> to society <laughs> and I this sounds so weird but like for me like I try to find joy in the simplest thi- simpler mm-hmm. things. So like even showering like old aunties, like I mean I think it's okay, it's good lah. Because like you know I see them fresher and it's actually therapy, guys. Because like self care is therapy essentially, is. right? Yeah. So when they lie down and then you just wipe them like oh like they don't feel good, it just feel like like not clean. But then when I see them like oh I feel so fresh, you know when I just comb their hair a bit after they shower, like it, it feels good lah. Like I know it's so weird when people listen. Really ah, she really like to shower all the time. But but I I like these kind of things lah. So I mean, for me, it's it's really fine lah. In sense, no, but it makes sense because you're like it's not just about like curing them. Yes, yes. It's about sure. all the small other things that you do also. Like if you wake up in the morning and you don't shower for like two days, you're gonna feel like shit, right? Exactly, guys. Mental health tip. Don't go shower. <laughs> this is your your this is job. A I don't know. Yeah, reminder to go shower yeah. right now. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, maybe you guys should have. But after idea. after you listen to the episode, mm-hmm. though, <laughs> finish it first. Yeah, finish it first. How long have you been working? 
Uh, I started in 2018, August. Okay. So this year, August would be my third year mark. Yeah, it, time flies. Yeah, it does. But uh, also trivial. I mean, <laughs> trivial. Uh, I I signed a bond lah. So I mean, like Shiva could just go and she didn't like it. But I was like, I had to somehow like you know withstand it, even if it, it got hard because like I was on a bond mm. and I didn't have money to pay it back. Mm. I know people do because there yeah. are friends who quit and uh, they are doing other stuff like they are studying maybe like speech therapy or medicine. So like you know sometimes you tend to compare but then yeah. you're like no your life is definitely different from other people so yeah. you just take what you can get uh. mm. that's what I feel do you think mm. that like you will stick to nursing for like I, the rest I of actually life? like envision myself quitting but then now that I'm already like in my third year I, th- I would say it's actually pretty okay mm. I think if the if like my life um like journey requires me to maybe move away or you know, change to a more stable hour kind of structure, then perhaps I would leave. But at the moment, I don't think I mm. can foresee myself leaving so soon. Is there like a more managerial role for nurses Ooh. that you can like go into? For sure, for sure. Mm. Um, so basically, uh, for people who don't know, like nursing is divided into three tracks. So you have the clinical track, you have the management track, and then you also have the education track. So, um, for the management track, most of the people I... This is what I observe lah, but they've already been around for like at least 8 to 10 years. Mm. And it's like, you have like a very good career progression, I would say. Like, you know, so initially you're a staff nurse. So, maybe you're a staff nurse 2 or staff nurse 1 and then you go into a senior staff nurse 2 or 1. And then after that, like depending on your performance and like recommendations from your bosses like you could go into assistant nurse clinician position and then from then on then you decide if you want to go into education or you want to be in management or Mm. you want to be in the clinical track where you work more directly with the doctors so there is a management position if you're interested but um i would i wouldn't say it's everybody's cup of tea because Mm. i mean not everyone can or want to do management but I mean, there is a way lah. But mm. I would so I would also say like compared to other industries, like the career progression does take time. Like if you don't have the patience or you don't have the luxury of waiting, you might feel a bit frustrated because like you feel like your career progression isn't happening fast enough. Mm. Because like I mean, just I mean not to compare, but like I know other industries that maybe like auditing or finance mm. some people are guaranteed promotions like every single appraisal which is like mm. so different from nursing because that doesn't really happen yeah yeah like even going into a senior position can take like maybe up to three to four years if you're lucky it can take five or six years yeah if they still haven't like you know upgraded you so it takes time uh, for sure mm-hmm. yeah actually i see parallels with the academic mm. oh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah because to progress, you you do have to further your education, and mm. that takes years. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot. Does. So back to development of qualities. Hmm. Do you feel like you develop certain qualities after joining the nursing field? So after some time, do you feel like some of your communication skills improved, for example, or do you feel your patience increased? Mm, I would say I used to be a bit more passive like mm. in the past but because I know how it's like to be like taken advantage of and people just being abusive and annoying and, and frustrating like I would stand up 
more if I see something like if I see an injustice or I see something that's not right I would be more I would be braver to come forward and, and like stand up for myself um, I would say it definitely humbled me it made me see a lot and then like it just I feel like it made me so more down to earth mm. I would say like thanks to this profession um, but um, the qualities wise um, I mean maybe I'm still in my infancy I'm still I'm still quite fresh I, I would say I'm proud of the way like I, how I can handle certain people without being rude because I feel like some people they are just way too long in the business that mm. they are just way too jaded and just way too unbothered to just deal with it in a calm and in a more like I would say refined manner mm. like I just, I just recall this experience where it was a very um anxious um next of kin for a patient so I mean, the the patient has dementia and Alzheimer's, and she was just being very like, uh, like like every is everything okay? Like da 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 da. Like you you can hear like she's anxious, mm. and I feel like when people are like that, the last thing you need to be is to reassure them. You you can't be equally angry or equally yeah. like the same kind of energy to them if if that makes sense. Yeah. So I had some okay. Uh, uh, the more I reveal, the I might be in deep water. I don't know, but somebody was just like. So what do you want? Like, just literally Ooh. just raise the voice. I'm like, like, do you hear yourself? You know, like, I'm, obviously I can't do that to that yeah. person. But like, I heard that. And I'm like, this, this is, this, this ain't it. So like, for me, I feel like there were certain things inbuilt in me mm. that made me like, you know what? Regardless of how, like, I will still have empathy. Like, I will try my best to still be professional and mm. still be kind, even mm. if it gets hard. Because that's the last thing you want to do, you know, like, you don't want to aggravate the situation, yeah. you don't want to make them angrier, mm-hmm. so I would say, like, it's a half and half, like, you know, there are certain things that you bring into the job, but you also learn as you go along, mm. yeah, but it's, remember, it's very easy to lose yourself, I would say, like, after mm. a while, when you're just way too jaded, and way yeah. too exhausted, mm. like, but you don't have to be rude, la. that's what I feel, mm. Mm. yeah, I think when you're tired, you you want to take care of yourself first. I think mm. that's why. And then you feel like, oh, you know what? She's making my life hard. So I don't care. I should care about myself first. And then after you experience that tiredness for some time, you start forgetting that on the other side of you is another person mm. and another person's experience, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm glad you still have that in you because that's I so hope, important. I hope we lose it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, you know, five years later... Inshira in listens to this podcast like, ah, you're not the same person come on <laughs> girl <laughs> yeah I mean for me that's something that I want to hold on to because I feel yeah. like a lot of people they lose themselves and, and they, they kind of tell me like oh it's necessary you know like people, people always take advantage you, you, you shouldn't be so nice like yeah. they don't know what to do with you but I'm like no but you don't know like another person's pain you yeah. know like they yeah. could be suffering for all you know right so just be kind, guys. <laughs> but it's kind of it's kind of sad how that stems from the idea that they feel like they're taking advantage of. That's why they have to be a certain yeah. way, you know. That's just just repeating the culture that's already been happening. Okay. So yeah. yeah, that's tough though. Are there like protections for nurses or like I don't know medical people? <laughs> Ethical considerations. <laughs> yeah, no, like actually, I there is. I think there's like this harassment act. Why not? I sound so oh. un. Um, educated <laughs> but if you walk past like the corridors at, at a hospital like you can see like posters like you know don't abuse workers yeah. and stuff like that there are but I also like 
it's also obvious that there are a lot of cases that don't get noticed. Mm. Like people just getting slapped, you know, getting kicked. Ouch. Um, yeah. So, I mean, people still say like verbal abuse is bad, but like it's still not bad as getting like physically That must be scary. Yeah. yeah. So, again, like it's always a thin line. Like people always say like, ah, oh, these people, they, they are not mentally well. Like, you know, that's why they act out and stuff like that. But then like, again, the question comes like, how much should or could a nurse like, you know, take lah if mm. something bad like this happens. Yeah. So I still think that there's definitely a long way to go. I mean, there's there's still a long way to go for, you know, society to be more understanding, I would mm. say. But again, like, also taking in consideration like how stressful it is, not just for um, the patients, but also for the people working in the mm. hospitals and dealing with all these people. Like, mm. I think there can be more conversations uh, in society just to curb this because uh, there's a lot of abuse. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, light-hearted. I think it, it has been about 45 minutes since we were talking Whoa, about really? all these things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, really 45 so, uh, minutes. Time flies and having fun. Oh, I'm glad you are having fun. But I really want to talk about you and how you oh. have fun. Oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> I've had several of those smooth moments. <laughs> yeah, but hmm. you do so many things outside of work. I saw from your Instagram. You So many. So many. <laughs> I really? don't know, it, you make it look like it's so many. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe look lah. Uh, for me, I like to do a lot of things. But to say that I do them consistently, like go for yoga every week, maybe no lah. But uh, I try a bit of F45. I go for spin. And then, um, I mean, for me, I cannot tahan lah if like, I never exercise for some time lah. So I, I just have to move a bit. Um, I have my own podcast too, if you guys are interested. <laughs> Uh, and then, What's it called? What's it called? Yeah, it's yeah. called uh, Insy Ismail, just I N S Y I S M A I L. Just look it up on Spotify. It's there. Uh, but it's uh, it, I don't. Maybe it's not as fun as this one. You know, give them a preview of your voice. Um, hello guys, welcome to another Insy Ismail podcast. It's a bit pretentious, lah, the accent, but you know, it's okay. It's my own passion yeah. project. <laughs> Yeah, and then sometimes I write random songs. I don't just when I'm bored lah. It's not like industry standard lah, but like whatever lah. I just write lah, write the song. Um, and I mean, I'm I quite I sound quite basic now. Like you know, I I like pop culture. I go on Twitter. I spaz. You That's know, not stuff. basic. Yeah, it's basic, so. girl. Some like, people don't even have time for that because you're busy making money lah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing shit everywhere <laughs> today. Girl. Um yeah, so I mean I've been doing that. I would say I spend time with family and friends, with my loved ones, like everybody else. Yeah, that's how I unwind. Ooh. Oh yeah, you, just, you yeah. do so much. Um yeah, I guess yeah. a few things are important to you. It looks like moving your body, exercise. Mm. Um I feel like you still have that that part of you that really enjoys communicate, right? So there's the podcasting, there's the songwriting. I guess there's the singing as well, right? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm the best singer, but like, you know, sometimes, sometimes, say, now, now I try to sound like a singer. <laughs> like, some emotions are just so hard to verbalize, right? You can't just say, I'm, I'm mad at you. You can't just say that, you know? But like, the, the beauty of songwriting is like, it could be about anything. So, like, if you're annoyed or you're, you're happy or you're sad, you can just write it in a song. And, I mean, for now, I don't really publish everything that I do, but 
I feel happy lah when I hear like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. <laughs> I'm like, so I cute. sound so self-indulgent. <laughs> like, I'm not Taylor Swift. Come on. Like. <laughs> soon to be, soon to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But like, yeah. So I guess, for me, like, I'll, I like to find an outlet just to release whatever emotions I have. Mm. Um, But you know, a lot of people do come to me and like, you know, I think you're getting really too personal. Like, you shouldn't be sharing this or it's like a bit too much. So, people did, like, suggest to me, like, why don't you write a diary instead? But I also like the idea of making art, in order to call, oh my god, now I sound so pretty, I can't, I can't. Please, it go is art, just yeah. making things out of, like, things that I'm suffering from. I'd say, like, you know, when you see the final product, like, I think, I bet you guys feel the same way too, like, when you see the podcast, like, oh my god, like, it exists, like, this is my hard work, you know, yeah. like, yeah. it's that feeling that I think cannot be replicated, like, if you were to write a a diary entry, yeah. like a blog post or what. Mm. So, I think that, I don't know whether it's attention-seeking. Do you guys think it's attention-seeking? No, like, I've always I thought so. like, maybe I do have just a horrible attention-seeking <laughs> tendencies. I guess today yeah. we'll diagnose that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I okay? Am I fine? Like, you know, but, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, so, even growing up, I was like, debating, and mm. I was, I was just trying to find ways to be in place and stuff, but like, yeah, so I just like to just get out there and just. Mm. Mm, I don't think it's attention seeking. Yeah, it I sounds think. like a healthy coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> really? It just sounds like you have things you want to share with people. Yeah. Right? Mm. And then I don't, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. It's yeah. not like you're asking for attention for the wrong things or yeah. something. <laughs> also, like, at the end of the day, it's you, you're also sharing it because you want those people to like relate right and be like yeah i get you Mm -hmm. so why not share it because they're gonna be people like you and that's how you find people like you Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and this is what the podcast is about we're sharing experiences experiences We'll pay you exactly zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's the heart that counts. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, I mean, like, I saw on your Instagram page that there are, like, four people. Yeah. So, like, how is the format like? So, do they, like, take on other interviews or? So, uh, mm. both of us do the hosting and all that. Oh. But Shaza does the uh, marketing. Okay. So she deals with like the social media, basically mainly Instagram marketing and all that stuff. Mm. And then she reached out to like some like influencers and stuff. <gasps> like you, you know the, the people what? that like... <laughs> yeah, I saw you guys were like interviewing like fashion designers and like cut yeah. makers. I'm like, what do I even make? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I mean, really not- oh, damn. Bro. You change mm. people's lives. Yeah, that's a big thing, oh, man. Please. Yeah, please. and then Michelle, she does um, like the graphic design. Mm. So all the logos and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a nice team. So would you ever like do a quote like a switch? switch. Like, you know, like ah, let them do the hosting now. <laughs> then we do and the graphic yeah. design. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think we have the quality. I mean the, <laughs> the skills for that. Um mm. maybe in the future. Like it's very up in the air. I was telling Shiva yesterday because we had a team um recording. We were doing the introduction mm. episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling Shiva that our our roles would evolve over time. Mm. You know, so yeah. it really depends. It I would, we would have to consider what everyone wants to do. If they want to host, we could start a, a series that they host. Um, 
but I'm open to possibilities. Mm. I mean, it would be fun to hear like maybe Shah's now sharing like the tea in the industry, you know, like the stuff she goes through on the daily. You can ask her uh, on your oh, podcast. Really? Oh, okay, maybe <laughs> ideas. Uh, yeah. I don't have mics, uh, so I don't know how to. Am I gonna bring share this mic. mic around? Like, I don't know. What to do you think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what do you think? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. But how do you make yeah. time for your interests? Because I feel like it's it's very easy for you to be tired after work and then just not want to do anything. Hmm. Um. Well, I don't know if this is relevant, but like they say, like for you to cultivate a habit, right? Mm. You should make it as like accessible as possible. For instance, like if I'm going for F45 and I end work at about 3. So like I'll try to sign up for a class at 5.30. So like when I reach home and since the place is near my house, like I would just go for F45. You get what I mean? Like you, you make things like convenient for you yeah. to go. And sometimes it all boils down to like if you want to be there, you would make it no matter what. Yeah. And, and I feel like if you like it, it just comes naturally lah. So yeah. like, like for me since I like it so much and I need that attention I mean I need that outlet right so like, oh. I'm just I'm gonna do anything that I can to make it happen you know what I mean like so I would say like it's both like interest and like your own desire to like make it happen like I'm pretty sure you guys I don't think this podcast is easy as well like you know you guys need to brainstorm you guys need to you know come up with the ideas and then like meet people and then talk like I mean it's because you guys like it that's why it's yeah. okay for you guys yeah. But once it becomes a chore, then, I mean, that's another story lah. Yeah, so I would say interest and, like, your desire lah to, mm. to make it happen. Mm. And for me, I mean, <laughs> maybe as a nurse, I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired lah. I just need to socialize. Like, give me <laughs> time to socialize. I need some friends, you know, like, yeah. So, like, you will still make it happen. You know, sometimes some of my friends, are just like, oh, are you free? Like, you know, they, because, okay, I don't know whether people know, but, like, nurses have this app it's called my duty so you get to combine like your rosters and their rosters so it's already very hard since everybody has different shifts but if you can actually somehow coordinate that like, everybody on the same shift you guys can get to go out so sometimes my friends were just like oh your morning today you want to go out after work mm. right you know they just hit you up and stuff like that so like i would say like people like to socialize in general so you will somehow find time to meet your friends and stuff mm. Mm. yeah yeah and i also feel like especially when i was working like after work, even though I was so tired, I wanted to talk to people because it, like, helps you, like, de-stress. And you kind of, like, forget about everything else and you relax. And even though you are so tired, like, suddenly you're not. Mm, yeah. Yes, that's right. You got that right. I won't say that happens to me all the time. <laughs> are you more like an introvert, though? Like, I am, I am. Oh. Is that... Aren't you an introvert as well? As well? I, I guess like There's, you I want know, like extroverted I introvert. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of words that I don't really care about. Um, I think I just it's, it's want to like vent and not yeah. vent also. Like sometimes you just want to like talk shit, you know, and, mm. yeah, and just relax. Yeah. Maybe you distress in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We 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 find energy that you carry. Yeah. Weight, so you slam. <laughs> she knows me too well. No. <laughs> Yeah. Just like grunting in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to ask you, um, since you really enjoy communications also, what kind of communication do you want to engage in? Is it writing? Is it podcasting? Ooh, uh, actually, I like 
<laughs> variety. Lah. I would say writing is quite nice as well. Um, mm. Podcasting, perhaps. If I could make a YouTube channel, then that would be great. Make it. Oh, <laughs> but like, I need concrete ideas. Lah. I can't mm. just like, you know, I mean, usually people, nowadays, if you guys see like sneaky sushi and stuff, like, oh, name dropping. Um, Like, they are excellent in editing. Like, they are like, I don't know how they do it, but it's clear like they are from the industry because they know how to edit and they know mm. how to engage the audience. So I feel like I still need to somehow reach a certain technical know-how so that I can be comfortable with sharing things and, and also like putting out content that people actually like. Mm. So I would say like that's in the courts. Yeah. <laughs> but like still it will take time for sure. But I mean definitely I, I've been thinking about it. But if I have a good idea, then I would definitely do it. Mm. But at the moment... <laughs> like I still have my job so like I, I'll just concentrate on what I can do first lah. Mm. Mm. yeah if you find another interest something that you're really passionate about would you ever consider leaving nursing for that? for sure lah. I mean they say like don't live your life for regrets mm. so like if you find something that can somehow you know embrace your strengths and stuff like I I think people would leave. I mean, if you ask the normal person on the street, they would be like, yeah, of course. Like, if this job pays them like $10 million, it's better than what they're doing right now. Of course, oh. they would go, right? So, I would say, yeah. I mean, if the opportunity arises, then I, mm. yeah, I might leave. And I feel like, okay, I don't know, I'm segueing to another thing, but like, as women, like, our priorities change along the way. Like, yeah. You know, if you're planning to, you know, get married, they have a family, like, obviously, all this has to, like one side of it right so depending on how my life goes and I think I would have to change accordingly as well mm-hmm. mm. we'll evolve over time yeah yes that's yeah. the t- trademark of AOI P-O-D-S-G yeah. <laughs> evolving over time constant yeah <laughs> it's inevitable yeah Yeah. Okay. what do you feel like you want to offer society <gasps> I think um for me, because I've seen people in their most vulnerable, I've seen them in their most sick. If I can make their second chance at life better, I think that's good enough for me. Like mm-hmm. I feel like they feel better, they feel um they feel stronger from whatever they're going through. Then I feel like I've done like half of my job. Like at least like, you know, I've I've done something to improve someone's life, you know. So, as long as I, even if it's just a smile or if they say like, oh, I feel so much better, you know, like, even if it's tiny, like, as long as I can see like their life improving, I think that that's good for me. Like, that's what I want to do. I just want to be a positive, you know, thing, a change to the environment. Like, I don't want to, because there's already so much sadness, there's already a lot, yeah. a lot of pain in this world. So, like, if I can offer like something slightly positive, I think that's, that's good enough for me. Mm. It's nicely said. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of An Open Invitation. Join us next week for another episode. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is A-O-I-P-O-D-S-G. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. If you or anyone you know has a story to share, reach out to us at AOIPodcast at gmail.com. That is A-O-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com.